Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 9th of July, and I would like to continue with our series about faithfulness in finances. Because Jesus was saying in Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, um, therefore, now he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Okay, we want that God will entrust to us the true riches. And that's why we need to know exactly what his word is saying about finances, about savings, about investment, about spending, about the right heart attitude towards money and material things, towards giving. And we have uh, go, have been going through many topics. And today I would like to talk about the importance of work. And this sounds a little bit like a no-brainer, especially for even for people who don't know God. Everyone knows You need to work. You need to work to pay your bills. You need to work if you want to fulfill your dreams. You need to work hard and have a good job, good paying job, if you want to have a family and maybe a lot of children. Because in this life, all these things like childcare, also housing, uh, clothes, everything costs money. And But there is one thing, one aspect, uh, which is especially uh, important for Western Europe. And I am from Germany, so I saw this also firsthand. Um, that nowadays, in some countries, it's not even necessary to work anymore to get all these things. For example, in Germany, there's a job center. And if you, how to say, um, can go to that job center... Uh, if you have a refugee status, even as a foreigner or also Germans who don't have a job, they can go there and the government is basically paying your rent, your health insurance, even paying something in for your pension insurance. Uh, your um, child can go to the kindergarten for free, can get the food in the kindergarten for free, can get extra money for school supplies twice a year. Uh, also the food in school, in primary school is for free. And uh, you are having basically, um, I would not say an easy life because for many Germans, it's still a shame if you are on social benefits and people are ashamed of talking about this because, um, Everyone is still thinking or the majority of people that you should um, work hard and uh, be able to provide for yourself without being dependent of someone else. But there are also more and more people who are using this system. And um, if you're not in the job center, you can get also housing assistance. And this is quite a lot. And combined with that housing assistance, <laughs> there are also uh, other um, allowances for children if you have underage children. So basically, I had some neighbors in Germany who lived even maybe better 
than me having uh, a job where I have to work 40 hours per week and also have to commute to that job every day. And basically, I am 10 or 11 hours away from home to uh, provide uh, for my family. And I had to pay everything by myself, like the kindergarten and also the food in the kindergarten or the school supplies and so on. And why I'm saying this? Because God wants us to see also these things in the light of the Bible. And there is no problem with uh, being in a situation where you are in need and where you might need temporarily assistance also from the state. And this is also that sometimes even believers, because of pride or of a religious understanding, okay, God needs to provide this for me, even they are in a difficult situation with small children. I know also some people who were ashamed to go to, for example, the job center or to go to uh, the um, authorities to ask for help. While some other people uh, abuse this, there are some people, they are too proud to get this help. And the system is designed exactly in a way that you would get help in the time of need. But what I also saw, especially in Germany, and I don't know how it's in France or in the Netherlands or in other Western European countries, is that sometimes believers, uh, even they know the Bible, even they know God, they are abusing this system. They are arranging everything in a way that they would always be on social benefits. And if they are not in the job center, that they would get always this housing allowance. So even they could work more, more hours, or they could get a better job. They are not taking it because they are making the calculations and saying, okay, why I should work more? And then how to say, uh, I have to pay a lot of things by myself. And now my life is much more convenient and better. And I know also some families, they have Uh, a lot of children and it's all possible because they are living for years or even you could say for decades on social benefits. And I think this is also a topic what is not spoken about in the church. And um, But it's not right. It's not right. And God doesn't want us to be all our lives dependent on the state and on social benefits and on all these kind of things. God actually wants us to be independent and to have enough resources, not just to provide for ourselves and for our needs, but also to be a blessing for others, to be givers, to provide for others who are in need. And um, there's also a scripture about this because that people were living Uh, you could say on other people's pocket is not something new. It's actually, you could say, a part of the human nature that humans always try to find the easiest way for themselves. So, or let's say the flesh, the sinful human nature tries to find always the easiest way where you can get out the most uh, of it for yourself by uh, the smallest possible input from yourself, let's say like this. And let's go to uh, Thessalonians, where this is very well described. And in Thessalonians, 
1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, there is written in verse 9. But, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Verse 11, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Okay, and this is very interesting. So in that time in Thessaloniki, uh, uh, Apostle Paul, he had to tell them this. And we will see in the second letter to them why. So here he is actually saying that we should work, we should mind our own business, and also that it's a testimony if we provide for ourselves to the outside. And what means to the outside? To unbelievers. Yeah, It's not a good testimony if you are a believer and you are um, for 10 or 15 years living on social benefits and um, are not having a full-time job, for example. And I am not talking about, uh, like I said, if you are in need, it can be that there is a period in your life when you are studying. I also got social benefits when I was studying and two of our children were born. I was working in the evenings, but this was still not enough to provide for everything. So I got also uh, these benefits. And for a period of time, it was good but my goal was always to go out from it. And in verse 12 is another thing. It's a testimony towards others who are unbelievers and that you may lack nothing. Yeah? If you are lacking things, if you are not having enough, it is also maybe because you don't have a proper job and you don't have a proper income. And Apostle Paul, he was writing even again to them. And there you can see that it was even a more serious problem in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 6. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you should to follow us or how you ought to follow us for we were not disorderly among you what he means with this nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge but worked with um, labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you not because we do not have authority but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us and in verse 10 for even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Okay, so this is very important. And this sounds nowadays like a harsh word. And actually in countries like Ukraine, or if you talk there to Christians um, in Belarus or in Russia or in uh, Romania or 
you could say in all Eastern Europe, where you have no social system or very poorly organized social system, you don't even need to tell people this. Because this is clear for everybody that without working, you're not even able to survive. But in the West, in France, in Denmark, in Germany, in the Netherlands and so on, it's possible to live as a believer even without properly working and you can survive because the state guarantees for all your needs. You cannot live in luxury. You cannot um, probably have a holiday like others, a winter holiday, but you have enough food Uh, for your health care, everyone takes care. And even if you have children, you get a lot of support. So first thing, God wants us to be independent from these things. He wants us, and if we are dependent of this, if you are still dependent of this, God wants you to know that you need to get out of it, that he has a way and a plan for you to get out of it And to be free from this, and this can be a process which takes even a few years, Yeah, that you're uh, needing less and less social benefits. But God's plan for us is not to be on the receiving end, but to be on the giving end. And of course, for this, and this is the second part of uh, that um, uh, topic today, is how we're going to get there. How... Actually, what is the alternative what God has for us? Because maybe you ask yourself if you are uh, needing the system, <laughs> how how will I provide for my family? Because my income is not enough, my job is not good enough, and so on. So, and that's why let's go to, um, uh, to Matthew chapter 25. And there is the parable of the talents. And there it's written in verse 14, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Okay, so... Um, We know this parable, or most of you probably heard it many times in preachings about it. But um, what I would like to point out here is what actually Jesus is trying to tell here. So he's saying that this um, rich man uh, who is traveling in a far country, this is actually his standing for God. It's a symbol for God, or you could say also for Jesus He is giving to his servants, and we are actually his servants. He is giving them talents. And one talent, talent is not uh, how we translate it nowadays, like your um, what you are good at, for example. Maybe you are good at playing uh, an instrument, or you're good in arts, or you are good uh, in math, or whatever. It's not talking about this. A talent was uh, a weight for measuring money. And um, these talents, I mean, one talent was actually worth about 6,000 denarius uh, or denars. And in that time, one denarius, one denar was equal uh, for a one day wage of a normal, you could say, unskilled laborer. So if you uh, translate this 
into nowadays. So these 6,000 denarios, because I was calculating a little bit, so I assumed the Jewish calendar, because Jesus was talking to Jews in that parable. The Jewish calendar is the lunar calendar, which has less days, about 354 days. And uh, on the Shabbat, people were not allowed to work, so they could not earn wages. Because um, And also on some high holidays you had in Israel, people were not allowed to work. On some days uh, when you had Shabbat and uh, the New Year, Rosh Hashanah, uh, the um, Reconciliation Day, Yom Kippur. So I went also to a website to um, see all the religious holidays. And there are about 15 other days where people are not allowed to work or where it's not recommended, where they should not work. So if you deduct the Shabbats and also these holidays, then you are coming to 291 working days in the lunar Jewish calendar, you could say. So if you have these 6,000 denarius and you are uh, checking how many years would someone in that time have to work to get that amount of money, it's more than 20 years, 20.6 years. So more than six and a half years, you would have to work to get uh, such a big amount of one talent. And to make it even more uh, vivid, let's say like this, uh, if we see how much money would this be nowadays, because Jesus was talking to people when he told them, uh, to one he gave one talent, two talents, five talents, they understood immediately what he meant, that it was that he was talking about money and about very large sums of money. And you know that Jesus was talking to simple people often, to fishermen, to normal farmers. That's why he used all the parables in that way. So that those were people who didn't earn a lot of money because they were working for a king or in high administration uh, positions, whatever. But those were simple people who knew, you could say, how to count the penny. And uh, so when he told them this, they understood immediately. So he's basically telling for them, so he gave the minimum what he gave, what you could say God was giving to his servants was a 20 and a half year wage. And this is so big and this is so huge because, uh, I mean, uh, most people never even in their lifetime have savings of uh, their income equivalent to 20 and a half years. And uh, in Germany, we have now a minimum uh, wage of 12 euros per hour. And per year, this would be a 20 almost 25,000 euros. And if you count this for the talents, for one talent, it would be um, 514,000, I will not uh, go into the details, and something euros. For two talents, 1 million and about 30,000 euros. And for five talents, 2 million and 573,000 euros. So these sums were so big that, uh, how to say, you could really do something with it. And this is the thing. This parable, Jesus was not just giving for those people in that time to shock them, but it's also for us to shock us nowadays, to 
show us that what God wants to give us is so big, is so a lot. And if he is providing for us, and this can be through really actually abilities he has given you, through um, a job he is giving you, or through opportunities he is giving you, that you would uh, have so a lot like other people cannot even imagine to have this in their uh, whole lifetime. And this is the thing. If you are in this mentality, you could say, <laughs> of uh, living a low-level life uh, by always being careful that you would always be on social benefits, that you would not lose that kind of support, you are actually losing the real thing what God wants to give you. And I am here not just talking about money, but also God is giving us uh, ideas, jobs, opportunities that we would have really more than enough, more than you can ever imagine. Because God wants also his people to be a blessing in this world. And not just everyone is like, how to say, so poor that everyone has pity. Okay, all these Christians, they are so... Um, We need to pity them so much and uh, the only thing what they have is Jesus. No, this is not what is God's plan. God wants actually his people to, to, uh, to have ideas, to start new businesses, to really change also things and not just how to say... Um, um, how to say, not just preach the gospel. This is, of course, very important to preach the gospel. But, I mean, uh, if you are preaching the gospel and uh, people see that your life is totally miserable and you cannot even buy shoes and clothes for your children uh, or you cannot even pay back your debt and you're always indebted, uh, this is also not a testimony. So this is exactly what Apostle Paul was saying also, that We should work with our own hands, mind our own business for those who are outside to be a testimony and that we lack nothing. So Jesus actually, in this parable, to come back to it, he was then describing that this man came back uh, after his long journey and Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gains two more also. But he who had received one went and dug uh, in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained, gained five more talents beside them. Okay, you know all this. So at the end, uh, the Lord was very angry with the one who was not using his talents, who was not using, in other words, also the opportunities, uh, the abilities, uh, the blessing, what the Lord had given him. Um, and the others, um, they were, you could say, uh, doubling doubling the initial investment and this is actually an increase from five talents to 10 of 100 the same from two talents to four is an increase of 100 so um, they were actually a good soil like jesus said yeah in the other parable 
uh, that if we are good soil, we will bring a lot of fruit. So to sum it up, God doesn't want us to be proud, to not get help in times of need. But God doesn't want us also to live on social benefits all our life or for decades. God wants us to be, um, how to say, to be bold, to uh, look for opportunities, to, how to say, use what he is giving us to increase it and to provide for our needs and to be a blessing for others and for the kingdom of God. And with this, I want to finish with two scriptures. One is in Proverbs, in chapter 15. This is verse 6. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. Yeah. So like these talents, you could say. But in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. And in Psalm 112, there is written, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. So wealth and riches will be in his house. Okay, I wish you that you would take these scriptures to your heart study more about this and uh, that you will ask God, what is the talent you have given me? What is this talent? Maybe I don't see it that I can use to trade with, to increase what you have given me, that I can provide for my needs, for my family's needs and for your kingdom. And if you are Uh, how to say in the in the situation where you are still needing a lot of help also from the government you can pray you can say lord thank you that i get the support but please help me and show me how i can get out of this how i can be free from it how i can be independent not from my flesh not from my own strength but show me your plan and your way out of it And you will uh, see that God will do it and God will show you, God will give you ideas and God will make a way. Okay, I wish you a nice week and be blessed and hear you next time. Shalom. <music>